How do you make a bad day better? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. I'm Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find out about me and how to work with me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today we're diving into the mindset reboot. When you're in the middle of just your regular, everyday, average grump day, How do you get out of it? How do you talk yourself out of it? People like to say, oh, just be positive. You know, your glass is half full, not, you know, not half empty. Walk on the sunny side of the street. But when you're kind of in the grump, you just want to yell at those people. And I know, I know, because I'm one of those people sometimes and people like to yell at me. And somebody asked me the other day, um, just kind of casually, how do you get yourself out of a bad day? And one of the things that really came to mind kind of quickly, and I'm sure anybody who's listening to this in a bad mood or in a bad day is probably going to just start yelling at me anyway, but my advice really was and is to remind yourself that this isn't happening to you, that whatever's going on, whatever you're thinking, whatever you're feeling, whatever is bothering you on your mind, your run of bad luck It's not personal. So often we get caught in these bad days and these grump moods and these tough spots because it feels like something is just happening to us or a lot of some things are happening to us all at once. And life hands us pile of crap. It is ours to deal with. And I acknowledge that and I know that. But part of the story, the victim story that takes root is when we make our bad days personal, when we make it about ourselves and how we're moving through the world or what we're doing right, what we're not doing right. And we become the victim in that story rather than recognizing and owning that we're in the driver's seat of our lives. We are 100% responsible for the choices we make. And does that mean that if we're always choosing the path towards enlightenment and positivity that like bad things are never going to happen? No, because personal development is recognizing and owning that we can't control what happens to us. Our only part, you know, our only part of control here is how we respond to it. And when things start to get stressful, when you get sick in your busiest week at work ever, when your kids aren't sleeping for three days in a row and then you get a cold on top of it, when, you know, you're, you're running late, you're stuck in traffic or you get. <laughs> For me, this always happens when I'm running late. I get stuck behind a funeral procession, like nearly every single time I could set my watch by it. So when these little irritants happen, when there's struggle, when there's a tough time, it is so easy to take it personally. And sometimes all we need to do is to shift the lens and to recognize that most of what's going to be handed to us is life regular, everyday life. It's not personal. It's not about 
us. Sometimes people are going to make their lives about us. They're going to take their bad moods out on us. They're going to break laws at our expense. They're going to irritate us at our expense. Like there's a whole sort of scale from, you know, like, you know, robbery and, and all of that to simply cutting you off on the highway. And when those things happen, we get to have a reaction. We get to be sad, mad, scared, traumatized, frustrated, discouraged, heartbroken. We get to feel those things. It's not the feelings that causes the bad day because we're honoring our experience. We're honoring what's happening to us. And we're recognizing that everyone has a different pain tolerance. Everybody has a different way of moving through the world and what's going to do someone in is going to, you know, not even affect somebody else. We all get to react to the things that hurt us, bother us, and upset us. But we can't do that without also owning that who we are and how we move through the world in response to what happens to us is where we have control and is where our character is determined. So often the bad mood part, that, you know, grump part, is the listing of this happened, this happened, this happened, and this happened. And the reason why I did today's show is because I caught myself in a bad, sort of bad luck week, I guess, where suddenly everything was a little bit harder. Nobody was available when I was calling. So then suddenly I was in like five different phone tag games at the same damn time. And there was something wrong with the gas pump when I was trying to fill my car and all of these like stupid little irritants on top of managing a couple of medical appointments and a dental appointment and all of this crap, right? Like total first world problems. But I found myself making the list when a girlfriend called me and was talking to me and was just saying like, how are you doing? How was your week? And I was like, oh my God, this happened, this happened, this happened. And suddenly I caught myself in that list of all of these things are happening to me as if it's somehow personal and it's about me, but it's not. And when we get still and we say, all right, like this is a lot. This is a lot to hold. This is a lot to carry. Or maybe it isn't even a lot, but it's just annoying as crap and we don't want it in our lives and we want things to be a little bit easier. What can we do in response to that? And one of the things that I think a lot of people forget is to ask themselves a singular question. What do I need right now? Not what is happening to me, what is causing all of these hard times, what is, you know, making me so grump, what is making me so irritable, and listing all of the events. We get in the driver's seat of our life, we get in control, we get in control of that reaction when we ask ourselves, what do we need right now? And we give ourselves whatever 
the answer is. And if it can't be immediate, because sometimes we need a really good sleep, like a nine hour sleep. And if it's one o'clock in the afternoon, that is not going to work out for us. But we can look at our calendar, look at the things we have to do and find the earliest time when we can go to bed early and sleep a bit a little bit later and get those nine hours in. We get to develop plans based on what we need. But so often we stay reactive. This happened. Oh my God, it was so frustrating. You'll never believe what so-and-so said to me. I can't get in control of my inbox. Oh my gosh, work is too busy. Oh my gosh, work is too slow. And we just keep making the list and we never come up with the response plan. It is so easy to get caught in that because sometimes responding to the things that bother us, responding to the things that hurt us, feel like one more thing to do. And we get angry and we get resentful that we even have to do it. And we don't really ever acknowledge that once we're in control, once we have that plan, we're in charge of what happens next. We get to decide where, we get to decide when, we get to decide how much. But so long as we're just listing things out, we're reacting. We're not in the driver's seat. We're not getting clear on what would alleviate the strife and what would lessen the suffering or just sort of remove a little bit of the irritation, if you will. We are just becoming victims to our stories. But if we want to rewrite the ending, if we want to change the chapter and turn the page, we have to ask ourselves a couple of questions. It starts with what do I need right now? It continues with what am I willing to do right now? And sometimes it means moving towards a place of more vulnerability, talking about the hurt that lies beneath everything, talking about the thing that's really bothering us, not the thing we're reacting to. Because when I looked at my list of bad luck, when I looked at the things that were sort of weighing on my mind, I was realizing that one of the things that was really kind of bothering me is that um, my husband and I are in the middle of a remodel for our house and he has a spinal cord injury and uses a wheelchair. I'm sure many of you listening to the show have already heard that story. So I've been trying to find handicap accessible living for us while we do the remodel because as soon as we start remodeling our house it's no longer handicap accessible and i was hitting roadblock after roadblock i was talking to people who were saying yes we have a handicap accessible unit and then i was walking with them to said unit only to find two stairs leading into the building and when this project started when i started saying okay it's time to get organized it's time to do this i was a little intimidated by it it was wasn't that long ago that I'd already packed up our last place in Massachusetts to move. I was already sort of with impending doom imagining how to pack us up all over again to move and then only to do it again to move back into the house. And I made a promise to myself and I said, listen, all of this is your choice. You're choosing to remodel your home. You're choosing to move out during the remodel. Like this isn't going to be something that happens to you. So have a good attitude about it schedule it, make lots of time for it. So I thought I had set myself up for success. I had a list of like 15 places in the area close to our house, close to my husband's work that we could try. 
and in my sort of focus for positive attitude, positive attitude, positive attitude, I wasn't really paying attention to the fact that I was calling multiple places that were assuring me they were handicap accessible only to find out that the bathroom would not be able to accommodate a wheelchair. He wouldn't be able to get into it or a handicap accessible unit that had an ADA sign outside the door would have mean, meant that in order to get into the kitchen and open the refrigerator, he would have to back into the kitchen because the kitchen was so small, he wouldn't be able to turn, open up the refrigerator door, get what he needed, and then turn around and get out. He'd have to back in, open the refrigerator 30 degrees, close the door, and then move along out. And all of these little irritants were adding up for me. The experience that it's harder for us than it is for other people, the experience of really trying to communicate clearly so that I wasn't wasting my time and I wasn't wasting the time of real estate agents. And I wasn't acknowledging that because I was putting all my pressure on, you just have to be positive. You just have to, you know, this is what it is. You've done it before. You'll do it again. It'll be fine. But what I wasn't doing was making room for the emotional reaction that this is getting added to my list, that this is taking more time. It's going to take more investment. A lot of people could do like a long-term Airbnb. A lot of people could do a lot of different options and we were limited and I wasn't allowing myself the space to react. And that is the other piece that relieves a bad day. If you give yourself permission to just vent it out, to not problem solve it, to not try to change it, to not make it go away, but just to say, it sucks today. It's hard today. It doesn't quite feel good to be me today. And you just let it out and you really release it rather than simply holding on to the list. You start to feel better. Because at the end of the day, some of our problems can't actually be solved. We just need somebody to see them. And if somebody can't see them, we just need to be able to vent them and validate them for ourselves. And then sometimes if we take the time to be mindful and intentional, we can come up with a plan. We can get in the driver's seat of our life and the driver's seat of our business and ask ourselves, what needs to be done? What do I need right now? What will set me up for success? How can I get in the driver's seat of this situation? Because if we're in control, it's no longer happening to us. We're not the victims of our own story and we're in the driver's seat. And sometimes folks and friends, like that driver's seat blows because you know your butt hurts after a while if you're on a cross-country drive or you've been sitting in the car for a while. And we want someone else to take the wheel. We want someone else to be rescued. But when we're doing that list, when we're waiting for somebody else to come and save us, all we're doing is allowing the pile on. We're not releasing it. We're not making space for relief. And we're not getting in charge of the situation. So we have to own our reaction. We can't just skip that. I'm not somebody who likes to Pollyanna through life and kumbaya your way through it. We have to go to war. We have to armor up and suit up and show up, but we have to feel it, acknowledge it, 
ask ourselves what we need, and be willing to deliver. And those are the steps. One of those usually, sometimes all three, are the steps that when people stay chronically unhappy or they stay stuck in a bad mood, that's why. Because they're not letting themselves feel something they don't want to feel. It's too uncomfortable. They're not asking themselves what they need. They're trying to accommodate other people or trying to go with the flow. And they're not willing to identify that they you know, have these needs and are going to get them met. They're not willing to execute and follow through and do what's necessary to set themselves up for success because sometimes that means a hard conversation. Sometimes that means saying no to somebody else. And sometimes it's simply hard and vulnerable to say yes to ourselves, even when it's at no one else's expense. But if we get in the driver's seat, if we get clear on who we are and what we need and we're willing to meet those needs, We set ourselves up for success and we find ourselves on the other side of our bad mood. Thanks so much for joining me today for this little quick mindset minute or two or 10. I hope you've had value from it. I certainly enjoyed chatting with you and I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.